0: Welcome to The Reprogram, where we reveal and heal the programs our nervous system picked up along our lives to protect us, where our children's improved behavior is a byproduct of the safety we've reclaimed in our bodies, where we use neuroscience to bring us back to love, and where we bravely heal ourselves so our children don't have to. Intergenerational trauma ends with us, I see you, I'm with you, I am you. Let's reprogram together. Hey everybody, I wanted to do a little solo episode during this weird week between Christmas and New Year's. I really had some reflections on this journey I've been on showing up and speaking out and getting my big girl pants on and overcoming my fear of starting a podcast and showing up on social media and bringing my ideas to the world. And, um it's been so interesting. It really 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 has. Um I mean, I will say too, just my gosh, how fun it is to have a podcast where I get to talk to people and ask them my questions. It's been so exciting to cherry pick who I'm really interested in and who I think that y'all would really benefit from learning from and really cultivating and curating this kind of bespoke experience that I feel is of the highest good for the parents that are in my world and, and more more of us, more of these kind of first generation gentle parents, right? The cycle breakers, the ones of us that are oof caught in the freaking crosshairs. Um I keep thinking about what y'all need. I keep thinking about how much I want y'all to feel to feel so freaking seen, sane. How much you need that emotional felt experience so that you can start to have more bandwidth to absorb the feelings and the stress of this modern world and of these children that are not afraid of us. (laughs) We've created the safety in our relationship because we're not being these scary, harsh disciplinarians. We've created that safety for them to be their wild, authentic, unruly selves, which is how it should be. And yet I think
1: that what's really missing for a lot of us and what's missing in the culture is how we can internalize safety and really be self-sufficient emotionally in the role as parent. You know, that that reel that went viral
0: just taught me so much about what's out there. It just felt like, you know, I've created this little community of, you know, my friends and their friends, but it didn't feel as much as like this wide cast out into the internet waters and pulling in all these new people and having them comment on that, that viral reel that said... First generation, gentle parents having to give the emotional support they never received. And my God, isn't that just everything? And, you know, the comments really told me a lot too. And I wanted to reflect on that here with you guys. Um, You know, what I saw several times was people saying, we're the only generation that was traumatized by our parents and is now being traumatized by our children. man, doesn't that just hit you in the gut? And there's a lot of truth to that, right? Um, You know, we we weren't allowed to be attached and authentic with our parents. We had to betray and shape shift and suppress. And we have all this wonderful research and all this information about how that's not a healthy thing to do. We don't want to do that. We know why. We get it. We want to be gentle. We want to be respectful. We want to be conscious. We want our kids to know they're good inside. Of course. Yes, 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 yes. And yet, I don't see enough focus on and what I see the parents that I work with so deeply benefit from and what I know that I had to have to be able to bridge the gap between the ideas and the strategies and my natural, authentic implementation of them was returning home to my body and reconnecting with me, starting to live inside of my beautiful, safe body more and more, and starting to rewrite the stories that are old and that are protecting me from connecting with the people I love the most, Right. So we can't white knuckle our way there. I mean, I, I saw some comments saying I, my mantra every day is don't yell, don't yell, don't yell, don't yell. Like, I hope y'all are starting to understand the more I talk about this, that we are unconsciously behavior managing ourselves now and a lot, and, and I get, I get all fired up. I feel very protective of you guys, the ones of you that are here, the ones of you that are knowing that, whoa, I can't, I can't do that. I can't just validate their feelings. I can't hold the compassion and the gentleness the whole time. I can hold it. I can stay calm for like 75% of it. And then when it doesn't quote unquote work, I lose my shiitake. Okay. God, you're not alone. And God, there's nothing wrong with you. It's showing you. What is still stuck and unintegrated in your nervous system? The unmet needs of our inner child are coming out sideways, right? And I'm starting to really find more confidence and clarity because I'm
1: overcoming so much too in this role of being a voice in the industry
0: speaking my authentic truth of what I know parents need and I'm I'm doing that with my clients and I'm I'm starting to really get the neuroscience to back up the work that has been really the most beneficial
1: for me on my journey right which is Okay, let me start over. So the
0: first step really is this deep awareness of, oh my God, this isn't my personality. This is protective programming in my nervous system. Okay. I don't have to over-identify with this. If it was an adaptation that got me this way, I can adapt my nervous system to be the way I want to be, which is safe, which is which is loving, which is exuding safety for my children, which is non-judgmental acceptance, which is allowing of the feelings that I know cognitively need to move through the house and the system. So that's the beginning. But I think what's under that
1: is a deep internalized feeling of loneliness in us of Feeling so unsupported, feeling like something is wrong with us, and maybe also feeling like real, honest, authentic connection is unsafe. And that chokes me up, as you can
0: tell, because the more I have peeled back the layers, the more I understand the neuroscience of it all, the more I understand the
1: impact and the more I understand my own nervous system and its responses. The irony and the tragedy of it is that when you're raised in a home where
0: you have deep attachment wounding and where your fully authentic self
1: was not allowed to be expressed and accepted, Connection can feel unsafe. And that's the one thing, the deepest need that we have. And so what's been so powerful and nourishing
0: for me, as I've reconnected with myself, as my primary relationship has been me and me. This work does require some concentrated selfishness, which I don't even, what does that word even mean? Is it bad? Is it good? It has such a meaning in our culture, but to be so focused on myself and what I need, because my relationship with myself, my tending to myself, my returning to myself is the only pathway to living a life that's sustainable and aligned with my values as a mother and a friend and a partner, right? As someone wanting to be in relationship and healthy, safe relationship.
1: What has been
0: life-changing for me is understanding that I was surrounded by
1: love and I was loved. I am loved. I've Always been loved by my parents and my people, but I didn't feel it. And similarly, I have always been safe because I'm here right now. You have always been safe, but your nervous system has not always felt that. And just like me, you have always been loved. You just didn't always feel it, right? And
0: so how can we harness that same capacity in our brain and nervous system to scan the environment and decide, am I safe or not? And maybe right now your nervous system is still thinking that your kid freaking out about dinner is literally unsafe. And that makes so much sense. And it requires some conscious reprogramming to really give our nervous system new input that we're in our house we are safe. Nothing is going to harm us. We are not bad. We will get through this. We are safe. We are safe. We got to really intentionally send that signal over and over again so that our brain and our nervous system adapts to that new information, right? Well, similarly, how do we send signals of love, the experience of support and not being alone, not feeling alone and unloved into our nervous system,
1: right? And I've been doing that work. I've been doing it with my parents that I'm working with. I've been using the imaginary
0: realm, the symbolic realm to give input
1: to our nervous system that we are loved and the experience of that. It blows my mind how quickly the information comes forward.
0: If you've listened to the first episode of this podcast, the It's Not You, It's Old Stuck Emotions Stuck in Your Body or whatever the title was, right? Um, that's the most listened to episode of the, of the series so far, which is so awesome because she was the absolute first person I wanted to interview because she changed my life and the work she does changed my life. And I used to think, oh my God, well, how do I just do what Laura does? Because what she does is so deep and so profound. And what I've started to notice is this capacity is in not just me to shepherd that in you. It's in all of us to create enough space through safety
1: to receive the information and to feel the felt love and support from maybe our grandmother. The grandparents
0: come up so much in my sessions with parents and their inner children. I think that the grandparents were allowed to just love. They didn't have to parent, right? They didn't feel like they had to mold us. They were soft. And I have almost every inner child connect with a grandparent that made them feel steady, that made them feel loved, that lit up when they saw that child and
1: that child felt that. We can access that anytime we want to, it is available. The felt experience of being loved and seen and unconditionally supported is something we haven't gotten enough of and that we have to internalize so that we can provide it. Now, I've been primarily focused on how we can reprogram
0: that through our own loving voice, through our own intentional input, through language, through touch, through release, right? That is so important. And it, it does the job to a certain degree. Absolutely. But I think what's so revolutionary is using that same technology in our bodies that is misreading the environment for safety
1: to intentionally internalize a felt experience of safe relating. That all it takes is for us to imagine it. All it takes is for us to take 90
0: seconds and put our hands on our heart and breathe real deeply and feel that
1: sensation on our heart. And call to mind just one person that you know loves you and has your best interest at heart. And their loving face will come to your mind's eye. You will probably start crying. I know I always do. I'm just so grateful to get that feeling. So grateful to get that feeling. and you can also
0: well so i i don't want to get too into the technique because that needs to be happening in a container in sessions with me and i
1: am thinking at 2024 on how to create that for more people in a way that
0: i feel good about in a way that i know will be the most effective for folks but right now I'm creating safety in relationship with my clients because I've created safety in my body because of this work that I've been doing to re
1: the more love I allow myself to feel, the more I can experience it with other people. And this is the work. This is the beautiful, beautiful, deep work.
0: And I don't, I don't love the term reparenting. I get it. It's I believe in it, but I think it just feels like another job for us. It feels like we didn't get it right the first time. We got to go back again. I I wonder what y'all feel about it, but it 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 feels too clinical. I I
1: like the concept of coming home to ourselves. Or as Laura says, There's a big lake for the capital S self, the bigger, wiser, deeper, curious,
0: compassionate, creative version of us that is, has never
1: left just waiting for us to fall back into. That feels nourishing to me. Reparenting feels like work. Coming home to myself feels loving and safe and
0: feels really hopeful that we can all create a home
1: within ourselves that was the home that we always deserved and that we can create now. I want every parent to know you have that power, every person to know you have that power. This is the work of the new paradigm. And, you know, the Dr. Becky thing, I do have a little weird ego thing with her. That's my stuff. And I don't love the way it came off as me saying
0: that this is all about Dr. Becky and what she's doing wrong, because I know she's doing a ton right. And I'm learning with you guys, like we are creating a new perspective. We are leaving shame-based, performance-based, behavior-based bullshit. And we are all living and learning together. And I learned a lot from that experience. And
1: I learned that it's, So much more multifaceted than saying that, like, Dr. Becky
0: is wrong and I am right. That wasn't even exactly what I was trying to say. What I've realized is that if Dr. Becky isn't working for you,
1: doesn't mean that she's right and you're wrong. It just means that you need something else. And I'm sure there are people that can just
0: learn what. Dr. Becky says, and Janet Lansbury says, and all these other kind of parent accounts, big little feelings. Yeah, they're great. They're evidence-based. They are, you know, some of them are licensed clinicians. Like they are well-intentioned people doing really good work. But I think there's a huge number of parents that that's not enough for.
1: They need to be told why they can't do it, not what to do.
0: And it's important to know what to do, what's ideal, what's evidence-based, what creates secure attachment and what creates safety in the relationship and what builds resilience in our kids, all these things. Yes, yes, yes. But I feel like all parents are getting is what to do and then they're trying to do it. And then they can't sustainably do it, or they can't even like troubleshoot within that. All they know is like the three sentences or this, this like limited idea of what should be done. And then the kid just throws them a million curveballs, or it doesn't quote unquote work. And then we feel lost in like failures. Right. And we think, well, Dr. Becky's right. And I'm wrong. What's wrong with me? That's that double grief. Right. And that, and that that's that shame that is old. It's very old. That idea that, well, my daddy can't be wrong because he's in charge of everything and he's the adult here. So it must be my fault that I overreacted over my best friend breaking my toy. I guess I'm wrong. So we still have that old dynamic. Do y'all see? With these experts we still have that dynamic. And I have some of that kind of rebellious, like you don't tell me what to do. I have some of that. Do y'all have some of that? Maybe someone overreacted a lot when you made natural, normal mistakes. Now you're a big adult and you kind of have a thing with authority. I'm Raising my hand right now. I got a little bit of that for sure. You know, we're either externalizing. It's your fault. Something's wrong with you. Or we're internalizing. Something's wrong with me. So many mamas internalize. This must be my fault. Something's wrong with me. Tomorrow I'll do better.
1: I can do it tomorrow. I'm going to listen to another podcast. I'm going to do it. What's required of us is really big. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to heal and face our pain to face the grief of the impact of the past by people that Loved and love us while being in the logistics of parenting, working, and running a house. It's so much. And if you're here listening right now, you can do it. I know that you can. It takes a concentrated amount of time. Of prioritizing your healing, taking the time where
0: you can, and hyper-focusing on what your body and nervous system are
1: communicating to you, moment to moment, and giving it the input that it needs so that you can align with your values and be in your higher self and not your protected self more and more and more. I say to my kids all the time, I'm learning this with you. They didn't know to teach me this. I'm
0: learning. I'm learning how to feel my feelings. It's my job to feel my feelings. It's not your responsibility to save me. You didn't cause my feelings. I can still take
1: care of you while I'm feeling my feelings. But yeah, I have been crying. Yep. I'm doing some deep work. I got it.
0: It's my job to figure it out. I love you. I can still take care of you when I'm sad, but yeah,
1: I'm sad, bud. it'll pass. We can't be performing anymore for our kids. We can't expect them to
0: learn how to navigate emotion when we're pretending we don't have any. And believe me, I know that when we pretend we don't have any, they'll eventually come out sideways and it's scary and we feel so much shame about it. So I hope the more I talk about this, y'all are starting to wrap your heads around this idea that behavior management is over, not just for the children, but for us. And if something isn't working for you, it doesn't mean that you're wrong or
1: bad. It means you need something else. So I'm going to keep showing up here. I'm going to keep normalizing and talking about inner child healing and how
0: integrating those parts of us and how integrating and and rewriting the stories that are stuck in our bodies. Feeling our freaking feelings. I've I've
1: already cried today, you guys. I cry more than ever. And I laugh more than ever. That's the way. And it's so interesting. It's, I, I was going to do a reel about this.
0: Maybe I will still, but you know, fun fact, I'm in a Christmas band and I do it every year. It's been about 11 years. And last year I wasn't able to do it. So it had been two years since I had done it, but I really was noticing how much I have changed in 2 years internally invisibly right
1: how much I've addressed my programming because when I first was asked to be in this band I was
0: sweet little unconscious codependent little me right and it's interesting that even though it's like a cool fun thing to do it didn't feel good to me for a long time because I have a big sister, and she was the musician in the family, and she's way more talented than me. See, look at me. I mean, she's very talented, right? And music is her thing. But I just come from a musical family, and I'm a Leo, and I like to sing too. I love to sing, but I was never identified as the singer. I never was the one making it my thing, and it was always hers. And so I just shrunk down as little sis. And never claimed that gift of mine. And yet, I am in a band with a microphone in front of me to sing. I am a singer. And I thought, and it was interesting because I was looking around I used to just wait for the guys in the band to say, that was good. And you did a good job. Or I, I, you know, they're they're all, a lot of them are kind of quiet and they're not like effusive. Like, let me take care of your feelings. They're not doing that. It's all dudes. Not that dudes can't do that, but they're just wired differently. Right. So they're not trying to think of, they're not worried about how I'm feeling. They're just like, cool. That was good. Let's move on to the next one and, and practice and whatnot. And so I was just looking like a little girl, like the little me used to do, looking in the faces of other people, waiting for any sort of confirmation. Am I good? Did I do a good job? What do you think of me? Whatever you think
1: of me is what I must be. And this time around, I was on to myself. One of my best friends,
0: Stephanie, said that. I'm on to myself. Love that, right? I was on to myself and was noticing me doing that a little bit. It makes me feel small. It makes me feel vulnerable. It makes me feel irritable. I don't like that feeling.
1: And I thought, I, I think I'm a good singer. I think I belong here. And I'm going to
0: enjoy this experience. I'm going to step into my confidence because I am in this band. I am here for a reason. I love to sing. I'm good at singing. And the better I think I'm good at singing, the actually better I sing. And I'm going to reclaim this experience as mine. I'm not waiting for someone else to make it something or not. It's mine. This is my experience. I am proud of myself. Look at me. Look at me up here doing this. So the entire experience, the quality and the feeling of the entire experience was all in my hands about how I wanted to look at it and how I wanted to choose what I wanted to choose to believe in that moment.
1: And my feelings came along with that. And my nervous system came along with that. And we have that power, you guys. We have that power. Who do I want to be right now? That's a real powerful
0: statement for me. Who do I want to be right now? I want to be the woman who is singing into this microphone with confidence, knowing she belongs here and having a really good freaking
1: time, no matter what's happening. That's who I'm going to be right now. I'm going to step into that version. What if I could just decide? What if I could just decide that my messy house means nothing about who I am as a person?
0: What if I could just decide that making another pot of coffee and doing absolutely nothing today, but laying around with my kids watching TV was absolutely fine and the best way to spend my Wednesday? What if I decided that playing Calico Critters with my kid and not cleaning up the room was the kind of mom I want to be today? Because I'm prioritizing connection
1: over the endless task of tidying up all the shiitake. We can choose over and over and over and
0: over and over again. And so I just also wanted to tell y'all that story because the programming is so illogical. Like I'm in a band as a singer and I don't think I'm, I'm worthy of being there. And I, I don't think I should be there. And I don't think I'm good enough to be there. Like I'm here. It just you know, someone else said that I love, like, there is absolutely nothing that's incorruptible by your programming because it's our internalized reality. We're just projecting onto people, places, and things. It's a trip to start to realize it. But once you realize it, you can't unrealize it.
1: And it is such an empowering, liberating way to move through life. And I wish I had known it sooner. And I want all of you to know that. So, thank y'all so much for being here with me and for trusting me. And for,
0: I hope I've created enough safety here that you feel open enough to learn and that you trust me to tell you what I think and what I've learned and what I know. And I'm going to keep trusting
1: myself. To use my voice and to trust the insights
0: that are just pulling together for me over and over again about what is
1: needed in this culture, what families need and how we can get there. I want you to never feel alone again. I want you to know that connection is safe and that you deserve it. And I want you to believe in your bones that there is nothing wrong with you. You just have a protective nervous system that's doing its best to protect you. But it's causing a lot of problems that we can start to change. So here's to starting a new year. Just with the intention of coming home, trusting this big old crystal blue lake of capital S self that's
0: in us and reclaiming our inner child, returning to them, singing more 90s songs. I've got some fun ideas. Um, Rachel LaForce and I are talking about the comedian that was on that I love so much from Atlanta We're talking about doing doing a, a, a workshop and some real fun like inner tween play in the spring. I'll keep y'all posted on that. I just want to just normalize the shiitake out of inner child work because it is so nourishing. And I'm seeing y'all, you're letting me know when you're doing it and how it's landing. And it's just so profound. And I'll, I'll leave y'all with this. It's so interesting. I always wanted to help children. Even as a child, I just had this deep, desire in me to rescue children to save children. I was going to orphanages. If you talked to me in my twenties, I wanted to start a nonprofit where all the babies were held because I knew how attachment was so pivotal. Right. And what I am really finding lately y'all is, I really think
1: my work is to rescue the little children stuck inside of all of us adults. It feels so good to speak to them, to acknowledge them, and to empower and educate parents to do that just beauty-yielding work of returning to that little child and giving them everything they needed and then letting them go play. So. I hope your little one feels seen here too and that you go rustle up
0: some old pictures of your precious little self and start to put them around the house
1: and just start to rekindle that relationship and I'll keep talking about it and showing you how. Love you guys. Thank y'all so much for being here and spending your precious
0: time and energy and brain space on this world that I'm creating and please if this feels resonant with you and you think of people that you want to share this with I want this to be spread far and wide it's not about me it's about the work and the ideas and how much we need to elevate our environment and have as many of our friends and family and as many parents and people waking up to themselves their own power and how good life can get love you guys